Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in to an absolutely fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you are listening to this. I hope you are having the best day ever. Guys, episode 73 today. Thank you so much for listening on in. If this is your first time, fantastic. If you are a frequent flyer of the uh, bar community, welcome on back. But if you guys are a new listener, and I think we might have some new listeners today, I just wanted to say welcome on in. I hope you uh, enjoy coming in here and listening to myself and the conversation that I am soon going to have. So from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you on in for taking the time out of your day to listen on in. Uh, You can share a drink with us virtually, or better yet, you can share a drink with me at my family's bar, Shinnick's Pub in Bridgeport in the shadows of Comiskey Park. I'm never going to call it Guaranteed Rate Field, and I'm never going to call it U.S. Cellular Field. I've never did, never will, never have. Anyways, guys, come share a drink with me this postseason. Guys, the Sox are in the playoffs. I tried not to scream too loud so it didn't hurt your ear, so I apologize if it did. But guys, we're going to cue Thunderstruck right now. So when this episode drops, it is going to be Thursday, October 7th, which will be game one versus Houston. And hopefully it's a winner. That's what I am manifesting. I am manifesting a win for this club, for this ball team, okay? And guys, I really wanted to talk baseball. I wanted to talk White Sox, uh, more importantly. And who better to talk White Sox than the White Sox in-game host, Alyssa uh Bergamini. So I reached out to Alyssa. I've known Alyssa uh, for some time now, you know, just kind of meeting through the uh, sports world community. It's a small world here. And I wanted to have her on. I wanted to talk socks. I wanted to talk shop. And I really thought that there was no one better to do it than her. So what you can look forward to in this conversation, um, obviously we talk a lot of baseball. So uh, I asked Alyssa who has surprised her the most this season, who she is hoping is going to be the dark horse in the postseason, um, as well as why she got into doing all of this. Uh, for maybe some of you who know or who don't know, this is not a uh, an easy industry to say the least. And you know, I think that's a, a conversation a conversation you have to have with yourself before you kind of dive on into doing this. So I wanted to figure out why she wanted to do it. And we also kind of pivoted a little bit into the lack of um, female sports voices in Chicago and how we need more of them. Because as you know, I know I have a lot of male listeners and I think it's important maybe for you guys to know if you don't already know, I enjoy hearing all perspectives. Sometimes it's nice to hear a perspective uh, from a, from a female's voice, from a female's point of view, because you don't, we we just see things differently. So again, 
I think that was a, a interesting conversation that I wasn't expecting us to have, but I'm happy we we went there. So stay tuned to that. And then one of my favorite things we got to talk about is uh, the small moments. So stay tuned for that. And I think you'll all get a little bit something super beneficial from that as well. Okay. So before I share that conversation with you, I have a few, I have three quick announcements. Okay. Number one, um, stay till the very end. I'm sharing a recent discovery that I've had within myself that I think could help you guys. So stay tuned to the very end for that little tip for you. Uh, two guys, if you don't already, follow us along. Okay. It is bar talk with Jenna across the board. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, uh, you can subscribe on whatever subscription you listen to. If it's Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play, there's a thousand other different services out there. So follow us along, leave a review. If you're able to guys reviews help more than, you know, especially as bar talk is growing. I want more people to come to the bar and reviews honestly help in terms of like search engagement. So the more reviews I have, the more people search, the better it is for me. Your girl's growing a small business baby here. So I would love it if you could take, you know, just a quick two minutes out of your time to write a quick little something about the podcast um, and just to share it with people. Also, in announcements to that, um, I have a website coming soon. So for those of you who live under a rock, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. For, but for those who are aware, on Monday, October 4th, uh, Instagram and Facebook were down. This was not a coincidence. This coming after the Facebook whistleblower aired segment aired on uh 60 minutes. If you guys have not watched that, just go to YouTube and type in 60 minutes. It's the first video that comes up. It's 13 minutes. It is worth it. If you are someone who is a consumer of social media, highly suggest you listen to that. So I had this realization watching that having Instagram and Facebook be down for pretty much a good chunk of Monday. And that's the fact that I don't know if these social media platforms are going to be around much longer or how how they're going to be around or how they're going to change or how they're going to evolve. And as you guys know, uh, this podcast is, I, I, I say, this is my business. This is my full-time job. And, um, social media is a big tool in my business. Um, I try not to get sucked down the social media rabbit hole, which we've all been there at times. I know I have, I, I won't even say that I haven't, I totally have that being said though. Um, I think it's really important to um, make sure that there is a landing page for everything. So I'm working on a website right now. I'm hoping to have it done by like end of October, early November. It's going to take some time because I have to upload 73 episodes along with almost 40 drinks for you guys. So give it some time. There'll be more to come on on there. So stay tuned when that is announced. I will let you guys know so you guys can go ahead and check it out. So be on the lookout for that. And then guys, lastly, it's fall and your girl absolutely loves fall. And what's my favorite part about fall? I think everyone knows this, but if you don't, I'm going to share with you. I love having a candle burning in my house. There's nothing better than a fall scented candle. And the only candle I trust to have burning in my house is LYW candles, LYW standing for light your way. What I love about this company guys is it's more than just a candle. It's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. It's reminding you that on the journey that you are at right now in life, 
there is always light. No matter how dark it is, there is always light. And Hannah has done such an absolutely outstanding job with her candles um, for a number of reasons. One, she has a wide variety of scents. Two, um, it is sustainable, meaning that what you are breathing in is actually good for you instead of other candles where you're breathing in like toxins and like really bad fumes, which is bad for your lungs. So she is going to give you a 20% off your order. And I want to highlight a few of my favorite uh, candles right now, especially fall wise. So um, the orchard is my like absolute go-to right now for fall. It is going to be bright apples, orange peeled and muddled wine. It's a nice, rich, almost like uh, like a dark red, like a wine color that I think looks beautiful um, in any setting that you have. The one that I have burning behind me is going to be the Sunkist. And the Sunkist is coconut sandalwood and tangerine. It's so beautiful. I love the color of it. It's like a tan um like a tan color. And it just goes with everything that I have in my house. And then the other one that I adore too, guys, is the rainy woods, green leaves, lily and white birch. Again, that's a candle that you can burn literally all year round, but especially right now, as we're getting into those like cozy warm up, put a nice sweater on season. That's the candle that I have burning and I just love it. And so guys, Hannah's giving you 20% off your next order using promo code bar talk 20. You can go to her Instagram account, which is L Y W candles, but go to her website. It is L Y W candles.com and at checkout use promo code bar talk 20, and you will get 20% off your next order. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive right on into my conversation with in-game White Sox host, badass woman all around, the one, the only, Alyssa Bergamini. Enjoy. Cheers, and thank you. I have three beverages over here. I have a coffee, I have a water, and I have a LaCroix. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't need all that. But you know, I have them all. I always have so many beverages. <laughs> I, I always have a water with me. I always oh, have a coffee with me. And I really <laughs> enjoy either like a Topo Chico or a LaCroix as well. So we're we're on go. the same page. We're cheers, so that. Same. cheers, cheers. <laughs> Got lipstick all over. That's just- I just, I just looked at mine. I was like, wow, that's a fat lip stain on that glass you got right there, Jen. I know. I, I'm sometimes embarrassed when I'm like out and I'm drinking and I have like lipstick literally on every corner. Like, I don't actually think people care, but if you were to look down, you'd be like, what is this girl doing? So again, this is so random, but, um, for some reason I am like really fascinated by the Royal family and you know, this is, this is so fucking off topic, but we're just going to go with it, but it's a, it's in regards to lipstick. So there is a certain way, apparently you're supposed to drink tea when you are a woman because of the lipstick stain. So the thing is when you drink it, you put your lips on the exact same spot that the lips are every single every time. time. So you don't get the 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 ring around. So like ah. by no means am I like, like I'm from fucking Bridgeport and I'm Southside. So like there's no royalty in this blood whatsoever. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, okay. I will, I will, I love that to fit, but I probably will never do that. I know. I know. I'm like, if I do it and if I put my pinky up, will people think I'm like much more classy than I am? (laughs) So besides your voice being a little raspy, how are you? I'm living life. I'm loving it. I literally dream about like these days where now the White Sox are in the playoffs. So I've been with the White Sox, see, raspy. I've been with them for nine years. So that's 
counting last season. I still count last season, even though I wasn't at the ballpark, right. nor was anyone else. But I started at White Sox my junior summer in college. So I started on the marketing team. I loved it since day one. So every time I'm there, it just simply doesn't feel like a job. So I'm, I'm really enjoying all these moments. And especially this year, because I feel like everyone is just so happy to be there. Just the yeah. other people, um, everything wasn't so serious, you know, like you really just have to take it like day by day, game by game. And if you think about the big picture, you're like, we are all at a baseball game working. Like we should all just be very happy about this. Say something goes wrong. That's okay. There's always another game, another day. So also like just being off the heels of last year of not being there. I was like, oh my God, I, I never took this job for granted to begin with, but I missed it so much. Like I was just so not the same Alyssa. I was just not the best version of myself. So now I'm back to being the best version of myself, loving it. As I mentioned to you, like the fans have just been so great, so nice, so energetic. Just even this past week, you know, there are games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Usually in September, those are the games where they're more quiet mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people and you could be more relaxed. And these past few weeks, you know, fall ball, it's been packed and it, it has this different feel. It just is so weird. It has like such a different vibe to it. Yeah. So, and I know you love the White Sox too, so I'm sure you're also enjoying all this. I, like you said, the fact that we were just able to be at a ballpark this year, right. like I remember walking in opening day and it was raining and I was like, yeah. you can't fucking wipe the smile off my <laughs> face. I'm in here right now. And I got a beer in my hand and I got my corned beef sandwich. And I'm like, I am so happy. And, and I think that it was a different kind of, um, feeling of just being able to enjoy baseball. And I think there right. was such uh, more gratitude towards the game, mm-hmm. towards live sports, towards being together. Um, right. So like, again, the, I, 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 the, the, the beauty of everything happening this year is like, there's just so much more appreciation, I think, to the game and to like being with each other that right. I don't think as fans we've ever really experienced before. No. And I mean, it's great to watch a game on TV. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, you know, watching broadcasts and hearing the host, the analysts, the reporters, but it's, it was, it was just so not as fun last year watching it, you know, from the comfort of your home, even though that's great for a while. It's just, it's not, it's not in day. You yeah. have to be at the ballpark. You have to smell the food, you know, feel the energy. So um, it just has been, like I said, like a season I won't forget because of just everything that happened before and being in every game and just being like, oh, I just love this place. Like I just simply am there. I'm like, this is, I just want to smile here all the time. I know. But I know I always feel like I'm peppy there, but um, that's like truthfully how I feel. Cause I can go other places or other jobs and I don't have that same type of a passion or a same type of uh, an energy towards it. No, I totally feel that. Um, so when did you fall in love with the White Sox? So I have truthfully been a White Sox fan since day one. I don't think I was brought up any different. I have so many little baby pictures of me at, you know, at the games. I don't, I really wish I remembered my first game. People are always like, do you remember your first game? What was your first game? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I was two years old. I think I was probably just infatuated with the dip and dots and whatever food was available and just that you're at you know, you're just sitting in a seat, like you're, you're so little, you don't know. So yeah. I really wish I could remember stuff like that, but 
that's what's so great about pictures. Um, so yeah, my parents, both White Sox fans, grew up on the southwest suburbs of Chicago. So grew up in Orland Park area. Always had so much memorabilia in our basement. And again, like I was little, so I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. This is amazing. This is fun. And then I went away to school uh, for college at University of Iowa. So I think once I was there, and nothing against the Iowans, we love we love Iowa. There, the I, nice I know people. exactly where you're going with this. Yep, I was a little bit. I feel like snotty in the sense where I was like, "You guys have no professional teams." And then I just realized how lucky we are here in Chicago. We have just all these dynasties, mm-hmm. and I never lived anywhere else. So now I'm living somewhere else and really appreciating. Oh my God, that's where I came from, and I actually am a true fan of these teams, a true Blackhawks fan, Bulls, Bears, White Sox. And the other thing is what I think you're you're thinking of as well, is everyone's a damn Cubs fan there, so but funny. only because of the Iowa Cubs. And that's, that's fine. But you can't diss the White Sox if you've never actually been to a Cubs game. So yeah. you can be an Iowa Cubs fan all you want. You can be a Cubs fan too, but you can't. I got that a lot in school because the team wasn't that great at that point. You know, yeah. it was, you know, I graduated college in 2014. So mm-hmm. those were not the prettiest years with the White Sox. Really so are. I would always actually get pissed with like, if I had girlfriends that were from Iowa and they were talking about the Cubs, I'm like, do you even know who's on the team? <laughs> I go back to a game, my girl. So that's like the one thing that always ticked me off. I was just always so bitter about it. So I'd walk around campus with all my White Sox stuff and everyone else would have their Cub shit, whatever. Um, so that really, I think, sparked my passion for just really the White Sox. And it just was very ironic that I got this job when I was a junior in college and I've been with them since. Don't want to leave, don't want to leave anytime soon. So I, I just loved like, you know, being at school, but then I was able to come home, you know, during the summers. I had a lot of internships here during the summer. So it was nice to get away from from all this for a little bit to appreciate really what we have because again it's in our face all the time I mean you know you grew up around here it's yeah that's really all you know and that's why it is nice to kind of branch out and then get back to your roots yeah it's nice it's nice to leave because you do gain a better appreciation I think mm-hmm. um and, and like you said I I went to school down in Miami for a year okay. and then I went to school up in Minnesota for a year okay we had a lot of Iowans and I'm and like, they were all Cubs fans. And I'm like, yeah. but are you a Cubs fan? But like, are you really? And at the time I remember that, I think it was like my, it would have been my sophomore year. I was in Minnesota and we weren't right. doing terrible. Let's put it that way. Right. So I was that like one girl on my team that was all, I had my phone in the gym and I was yeah. the only person allowed because I was like, no, the socks are playing. I need the updates. Yeah. And like, this is the only yeah. t- time I get the updates. So like, coach, yeah. like, which one do you want? I'm either not going to be here or I'm going to be here with my phone and I need the, updates. the game. He was like, Jenna, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. And I was like, thank yeah. you so much. Um, no, but I, I totally understand it. And you, I took for granted, I think living here and, and having what we have. Um, right. But again, sometimes you have to leave in order to appreciate right. what you got. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. I'm surprised yeah. I never saw you. Cause I actually worked at socks. You did? What, what department were you in? I did childcare. I watched the players kids for like, I'm not, I can't be allowed all that. Those families, they're not going to let me buy you. Oh my God. I can't believe I even got the job to be honest. Um, Ooh, that's so cool. I, yeah. I, I was, was it four years, four or five years? I did it. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it was great. You know, like, and it, what was, I remember the funny part was like some of the players sometimes, and I probably shouldn't say this, but whatever, none of them are on the team anymore. Hey. They would, they would come up during the game. They would oh. like come up and see their kids during the game. Cause kids would have like birthday parties or whatever. Yeah. I remember like at the time it was sales son had a birthday oh, party okay. and he came up. Exactly. Um, Maybe he wasn't pitching that day. Maybe he, he was, was, he definitely wasn't pitching. Okay. Same okay. happened with freight Todd Frazier. It was his, okay. he would just wanted to see his kid. And I Blake. was like, I was like, yeah, it was Blake. Yeah. And he was so freaking cute. And I just started oh, being like, well, I'm like, dude, you got a job. Like, why are you here right now? Like, what are you doing? Go on the field. Like, Go on the field. So was this, were you on the 400 level? I was on the 500 level for the first like three or four seasons. And then okay. my last season, they moved the childcare to the player entrance. Okay. So we used to have okay. a suite which was really nice. Cause at the yeah. end of the game, if it was a firework and I'm like, well, I'm staying. I'm yeah. Fireworks. It is, it's such an interesting job. I feel like I've met one other person there that had that job, but again, like they're always squirreled away somewhere else. So I never really got to meet whoever was, you know, taking care of the kids, but I'll, I'll see them here and there. Yeah. It was, I'll tell you this, it was a beautiful job and I've met some amazing women yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, so very grateful for all those. Yeah, times. We had some good stories. Oh, I have some great ones and I have some not so great ones. We'll, oh, we'll, stories, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, sh- we'll share that for another time. Off the record, <laughs> Off the record stories, we'll call them. Um, what has surprised you the most this season? Because obviously like we came, I think the Sox came in and people had, like we as fans had high expectations because yeah. we know we obviously always get overshadowed by the North side just because they get more of the the media coverage than, mm-hmm. than we do. Yeah. Um, but obviously as the season kept going and then it was like, we just kept, growing a little bit and people are like right. wow this right. team's actually not that bad and we're like hello we've been here the whole time I'm telling you guys this yeah so for the past three years it's all been about the rebuild the rebuild the rebuild and it finally all came to fruition mm-hmm. so again I feel like people are a little bit surprised slash this is what we all talked about for so long yeah um even yesterday when I was doing the rally I interviewed Chuck Garfine we were on stage and he's the NBC Sports Chicago, um, you know, pre and post game show host. And um, he was even just saying to the crowd, he's like, we all were waiting for this. Like, yeah. yes, this could be a surprise that we're here right now, but not really. Like, this is what the plan was. This is what, what Rick Hahn had in mind and Kenny Williams and Jerry Reinsdorf. So it's one of those things, like you talk about it for so long and then it happens and it almost doesn't feel real. Yeah. So I'm just happy that the rebuild was a successful one because you could talk about it all you want, but we had all of those great prospects that were finally able to come up, whether it was, you know, this year or a little bit of last year, Andrew Vaughn, like he pretty much played, he was a utility player. He was playing like first base. He was playing, uh, he was in like the outfield, right field. So I feel like he, especially in the beginning part of the season, he was really, you know, showing us his stuff. Um, Gavin Sheets, like he's had, you know, walk off home runs and, yeah. Um, another one that, you know, was part of our firm system that got brought up. Finally, Michael Kopech is, you know, was done with his injuries, which lasted, I felt like forever, but, um, you know, he seems like he has it, you know, more together and he's, he's been good as a relief pitcher. I know that he started out being a starter. So you never know in the playoffs, like he could come up and be a starter. So it's just all of these prospects that again, I mean, that's only, I'm, I'm just naming a few, but there's right. so many. Luis, Eloy. So it's just, it's been nice, especially in person to see all of that 
after talking about it, people writing about it, being like, who the heck are these guys? And here they are. And they're showing us their stuff. Yeah. I think that's been like the best part of the season is actually seeing it all play out. Right. I feel like as Kolpak's beard grows, his like wisdom and like, like, like maturity grows. Yeah. Oh my God. Just love it. It's a grizzly one. It it is a grizzly one. Like I'm scared for the batters because he, I mean, if he was ever throwing a ball at me, I, I would simply not be in that area. I would run. But I feel like when he throws it, like his 100 mile per hour is just so much faster than like any other pitchers. For some reason, I just feel like there's so much grit behind it. There's and a beard is making it even grittier. There's a um, it's like it's like his aura. Let's say yeah, his totally. when he comes on to the mount, there is like a sense of like kill. Yeah. In like a really good way. Cause like, that sounds so aggressive, but it's the yeah. truth. Like he comes up and you're just like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm he ready. doesn't really crack a smile over. He's no. so serious. No, I don't. I don't want him to smile when no. he's out there. I don't want him so to smile when we win. When, yeah. we, when he went, when we win, I want him to smile. But until then, yes. <laughs> until then. yeah, I'm happy he's on our side. Cause again, like I would be terrified if I was like, oh damn it. Michael Kopech's coming in. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, he could be a little bit better, let's say, but, um, overall yeah he's he's fun to watch he's a lot of fun to watch I think what's what I'm most excited for especially with this um like playoffs are so fun you know like Mm -hmm. just like October there's nothing like October baseball especially when your team's in it but I think what is the most thrilling thing to see is you never know who's going to step up right like and that's what I'm so excited about is like again, like you said, all of our farm system guys who have come up, who have done really good things on top of the veterans who have been there, the guys we've mm-hmm. gotten from trades and whatnot, you really don't know who is going to just like embrace that October moment right. until it comes. So to me, it like, doesn't even matter like the analyst or anything, you know, and th- yeah. those are fun to watch because it's, it's great hearing their insight. But the truth is like, none of us know what's going to happen. No. We don't. So we just have to like, we just get to sit back and watch and, and like see who's going to create some like baseball magic. Yeah. And what I do love about baseball is it's so different than any other sport in the sense that you just grind it out for 162 games to even just make it here, yeah. which I feel like this is why it's like so nerve wracking. You spent like all those games on the road at home. And then it comes down to moments, comes down to pitches, comes down to outs. So like you were saying, it, it could be truly anyone's ball game. You know, who, a starter can have an off day, a pitching starter could have an off day, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Luis Robert, he can get really hot, which he's been getting really hot lately. So like, I'm happy that streak, or I feel like it was all clicking. Yeah. It's been clicking here, but all of a sudden it was like, okay, let's show everyone what's up. Let's talk about the White Sox because like you said, like a lot of other teams get so much national attention. We had to fight to get the Sunday or to get the night game on Sunday because the Chicago Marathon's going on. So all the Chicago police officers would be obviously at the Chicago Marathon and not at the White Sox game if that was like a three o'clock game. So yeah. we had to literally like argue slash fight slash get the time slot that we have of 7 p.m. Because otherwise there would be no officers there. And like, you're going to have a playoff game in Chicago and no one's going to be like, 
even like the parking, like the parking, they're all going to be at the Chicago Marathon. So even stuff like that, it's like, this is, it's just, you know, every day could be different in terms of the playoffs. It's so true. This, um, as we are approaching October baseball, I myself have been very nostalgic to 2005 yeah. and I we're, I believe we're the same age. So you were in, were you in seventh grade? I was in eighth grade. Okay. So we're, you're, you're older than me. So yeah. I remember it like clear as day. Yeah. I would love to know where you were <laughs> that final out over the head of Bobby Jenks, Juan Uribe yeah. running up and throwing the ball to Paul Canerco. What were you doing in that moment? I was 13 years old, eighth grade. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings sitting in a booth with, I know my dad was there. So my mom actually works at the White Sox as well in the Diamond Suites. Mm-hmm. So um, she, I remember when it was, 2000, she happened to go back in 2005. She started out working at White Sox when she was a teacher for a summer job, then had me in 92 and just, you know, had my sister was a mom and then yeah. went back in, of course, 2005. So I remember her saying like, oh, they're not coming home. They're going to win this in Houston. So I remember, we're, yeah, we were all at Buffalo Wings and Rings. Uh, so, sorry, Buffalo Wild Wings. There's Wings and Rings as well. Yes. And just watching the game. And of course, like you're 13, so you're excited. Like I'm probably more excited that like we had a dress down day for school the next day. But of course, like it's, it's one of those things, like it's, you build up the whole momentum and there you are just like sitting in a restaurant booth, but that was just such a special year. And it's even crazy to think that that's how long ago we won in 2005. It sounds so long ago now that you think about it. It does. And again, like we were kids at the time and I remember someone, someone in my family, cause I have a big, very large Irish family. And they were yeah. like, Oh, that stinks that you didn't get to experience them winning as an adult. And I said, no, it was better because I wasn't drunk. I said, yeah, I remember, remember it. I remember it's everything. Hard. I remember everything. And also there was a type of like, um, not like, like, I don't even know what the word is and I'm just going to make something up, but it's yeah. like, you, you looked at these guys as like superheroes, exactly. you know, as a kid, you had that, like, yeah. they had that superhero effect, like every right. single one of them. And I don't, not that I don't have that now, but like, now I'm like, I'm almost 30. Yeah. You're like, they, all these guys are younger than us. They're younger than us or they're the same age as me. And I'm like, that's just kind of weird to like, look at them a little bit that <laughs> yeah. way. So again, oh, like, I, I that, the same way. yeah. So now it's like, there's just a different sense of it now where I'm like, I actually can enjoy the postseason mm-hmm. as an adult, but I'm so like unbelievably grateful that I got to experience 05, like as a kid. Yeah. And it is nice to experience it like that, where you are so grateful. And then now that we're older, you can appreciate it in a totally different sense. Totally different sense. So I'm sure when we were like 12, 13, like you're just straight up a fan. You're just yeah. so pumped about all that. Now I'm looking at more as like a business aspect. I'm like, they need to win so I can work more games so I can continue on in the postseason. <laughs> and honestly, too, like with, with my family's bar, I'm like, yeah. we need to win. It's great for business. It's great to have people down. Sales are going to go up. It's yes. going to drive more people to come out yes. and drink. Like, no, it makes a world of a difference. I mean, like you're saying, too, like, I'm sure you'll get a great turnout on Sunday, maybe Monday when they're, I mean, tomorrow or Thursday and Friday, too. Like, that's amazing for you guys. I know. So I'm so excited. And honestly, I just can't, um, I can't wait. So yeah, I want to stop in on one of these days because 
you know, Friday, 1 PM sounds like the perfect time to start drinking. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I will be, I will be there Thursday for game one. So you okay. can definitely count me there. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for Thursday's game. I'm just excited to get going. Like, I feel like, honestly, like we had a really nice turnout for the Iowa game at the field okay. of Dream that I'm so jealous oh. you went to go to. Um, we, I had chills all over my body watching that game. Like yeah. in the, in the whole bar, we were, it was packed and everyone was screaming and I'm like, this is what's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen. And I felt like Jimmy Dugan, like in, in a league of their own where like <laughs> what, what judge hit the home run. And I was like, we're going to win. We're going to win. And my dad's like, Jenna, calm down. I'm like, we're going to win. Gonna win. <laughs> I know that game was insane. I, it felt like a world series game. I it was like, did. This, is, this was only 8,000 people. And it felt like a World Series game. I cannot even imagine. Like, I literally have the chills thinking about it, working the Sunday night game, and it's going to be a blackout. I'm going to lose my mind. I, I've never been to a playoff game. I need to keep it composed. Oh, I, okay. So I just got, I just secured my tickets. I'm so excited. Two, I bought this sweater because I was I like, we that. have, I was like, because we have October baseball. And then they're like yeah. blackout. And I'm like, fuck, I can't wear it now. It's white. This is bullshit. I, I have, you should, I have so much white socks apparel. It's, it's almost disturbing. But if you need a, a black, white socks, anything I have you covered. I might take you up on that because I'm like, <laughs> I have my hat and I'm probably going to wear a leather jacket, but I'm like, I don't know if I have like a black, I'm like, how the hell do I not have a black white sock shirt? But I realize yeah. all of my white socks apparel is I love their, uh, red, white, and blue apparel. I do too. I love buying the retro stuff slash yes. wearing it because you can like mix it up. But black I'm excited about too because it's very slimming you know everyone's gonna look great all the fans are gonna look top notch <laughs> so and they have like so much apparel that they're selling right now I know. it's almost hard not to buy it like I already bought a shirt that says built for October I'm like how can I not buy this it's literally looking at me right now it, it's saying I want to go come home with you Alyssa I I think I I gotta make a trip Freezing. to Grandstand Freezing. yeah make this happen yeah oh, Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit and I want to talk yeah. about you. Um, what made you venture down this path of sports broadcasting? Cause you obviously you do this and you do stuff with NBC. Mm-hmm. So you, you dabble your toes in a little bit of everything. Totally dabble. That's, I use that word all the time. I'm always like, what do you, what do you do in the off season? I'll see I'm like, I literally dabble in everything. Dabble in but everything. so I went to high school, Maris high school, um, it's Oakland, Southside, Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And I just loved all my English classes, loved my teacher, um, especially senior year. So she also went to University of Iowa. So that was kind of like a sign to, I was like, oh, I want to continue writing. Um, I want to go to a journalism school. I want to go to a school that has a rich sports program. Mm. So Iowa was just the perfect fit for me. And once I was there, got into the journalism program. And that's when I really started doing all of, you know, the sports broadcasting, but I started out in news, um, worked for like the newspaper and that's a grind itself. Like, you know, you, you have to, especially when you're a student, you know, you have to try all of it out, get involved. Yeah. And I totally did that. Like, I was like, what can I do? I wasn't like over the top with it, but I was like, what can I do right now to just make the most out of my college career here? So I worked at the student newspaper called Daily Island. And then there's the Daily Island TV studio that's right next door. So that's kind of when I was like, oh, I want to do actually more TV. I don't necessarily want to write for the newspaper. So everything there was so hands-on. It was pitch your own story ideas, 
go out and shoot them. And at that time, it was not, and I'm not, we're not even that old, but there were not um, HD cameras. It was like the SD card. So it was like a, a cassette. Yeah. It was so stressful. Like, I just remember being like, if I film this basketball game, I have to upload it and I can't like overwrite it with anything. So when I look back, I'm like, that was more stressful than like anything I'm doing now in my adult career. So yeah, shoot it, edit it, wrote everything. And then I would talk about it on TV. So I just loved just, you know, the start and finish project from all that. And I love connecting with people and hearing, you know, their stories. If they're athletes, their stories beyond the box score. It's great to look at stats. It's great to, you know, see how their season has played out, but there's so much more than just what's on a box score. So that's really where I fell in love with, you know, the storytelling behind being a sports broadcaster. Um, and then, like I was mentioning, I really wanted to come back to Chicago because it's like, well, what other place would be better than being back home, covering all the teams I want to cover? So then that's how I started at NBC Sports Chicago as a production assistant behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I did that for two and a half years. Definitely, you know, one of those positions where so not glamorous, like none of it was glamorous, but loved my coworkers. I see them all the time. It definitely paid off because then three years later, they asked me back to come on air. So it was one of those, it's one of those places that's near and dear to my heart because I interned there. I worked there right out of college and then I was on air there. So it's nice when you have the good experiences um, because it is an industry that's so taxing. And like I said, not glamorous. I talked to uh, the journalism school at my high school a lot. And I, I try to be as positive, positive about it as I can, but the truth is there's no money in this industry. You can get eaten up real quick. Someone's always there to take your job. Yeah. Oh, there's always someone else. Um, and it just, you know, you just want to stay the course. So I, there are days where I'm like, oh, I, you know, maybe there's something else I could be doing in addition to this, or am I doing this right? Did I choose the right you know, path of staying in Chicago, but it's, it's not a linear type of an industry. Everyone has their different path. You cannot compare it to anyone else. And that's so easy to do. There's just so many people that are even young and doing such great things. And it's easy to just compare yourself, but you have to really look at the big picture and say, I was meant to do this at this time. Timing is everything. And just networking with everyone is, I feel like really how everything happens because you meet these great people and then they want to hire you. And like I said, like all the people at NBC I'm close with and they're great employees and great people to work with. So, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's an industry that yes, from the outside sometimes looks great, but internally it could be, it's a lot. It, it is a lot. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head because it's easy to look at like the, um, the, it is it is easy to see the glamour in all of it because don't yeah. get me wrong there are moments where like like I you know you have those pinch me moments where you're like yeah. oh my god I'm interviewing Ozzy Gian right now yeah. or like you know I, I remember I got to do something where I got to interview like the head coach of the New York Giants oh. and I was like I'm in the same room as as the head coach of the New York Giants right now like and in my in the back of my head I'm like what the fuck is happening? Like the amount of people I know who would die to be here. And like, I get to be in this room right now. Like 
that's a pinch me moment. But like you said, there's so many, like that was a high. And then there are a lot of lows of like, oh my God, you know, my interview last week uh, recorded in hyperspeed. And so I was in the footage was unusable. So you're like yelling at yourself and screaming. And then, you know, there's always that, like my friends are having babies and marriage and houses and child three. And I'm, you know, still grinding it out here, but there is this- there, but there is like a love, um, that, that there's like a joy that comes with doing this, that like nothing else compares to. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like you said, it's like, it's not a linear path. And if you're, if you're playing the comparison game, like get out. Yeah, you can't. I mean, social media doesn't make it great either. You see people that are getting this job, that job left and right. And also what I feel like we need to understand, especially like me and you, Chicago is a number three TV market. Yeah. And if you look at anyone that's on air, that's been there for a while, it's kind of the boys club, mm-hmm. but we need to do better with that in Chicago. And I've talked to multiple different like female sportscasters in the city about this. And that's, that's like the hard thing too, because now it's like, oh, you're a younger female. Like, again, like here, I don't know. It's, it's just not as accepting. I, I'm not sure if that's a correct word, but I think like, the word is welcoming. Yeah, maybe I think that's maybe better. Yeah. I'm not saying that anyone on air right now is not deserving of being there, but they don't leave those positions and then it doesn't open it up for anyone else. And I don't feel like Chicago likes to experiment with, um, like just, you know, welcoming more people. (laughs) They're kind of stuck to what they know. Like this is working. This has worked for X money years. We're just going to keep it that way. Or maybe people in... Kansas City or North Carolina, like TV stations there, they're a little bit more welcoming to, I would say, the female population and giving people just that opportunity. Yeah. No, you you hit that on the head. I, I remember someone, again, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of people at the bar, <laughs> and someone said to me once, um, God, it was like before NBC Sports was NBC Sports, it was Comcast Sports, okay? Sure. And so I remember we had such great, women like we we did yeah. and it was um Sarah Kustak yep which who, I, I worked with her and I love her okay she was the one who made me want to do this because I remember her getting oh, yeah. um when she was when it was her like exit tour yes um they dumped a bucket of water on her in her post-game interview with AJ oh, yeah. and I yeah. was like that is the highest level That's of respect that anyone can get man or woman doesn't matter that is like what you want and I was like oh my god like her and then Jen Leda who I ironically met at Sox going to work with a corned beef sandwich in my hand and and I remember looking at her and I was like oh my and I couldn't think of her last name but I was like it's Jen something yeah and I was like hi I want to do what you do. Can you give me advice? And I literally like elevator pitched her and just, we walked and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But yeah. I, then I was sad to, I mean, she left obviously for great reason. She's at right. ASP now doing college right. game day, which is fantastic. But yeah, it is hard to see a lot of great women leave um, the city. Cause I think um, as a fan, like I enjoy that perspective. I enjoy that mm-hmm. point of view. And you know, if you take, take a minute to look at the numbers, like, it, there's a lot of women who enjoy sports as mm-hmm. you and I sit here talking right. about how much we sports. love sports, you know? Right. Um, and it's not just us. There's many people who want to be a part of this conversation and who want to um, experience this where they feel like they're, they're a part of it and they're not being talked 
at they're right. talked yeah you know, amongst the crew yeah so I remember when I met you it was at the change the game event at the White Sox yes yes and like that stuff I love because it the panel was I think it was Lauren Majera yep who was on WGN um I feel bad I'm drawing oh Peggy Kustak I think was on this one who was at NBC for a while mm-hmm. and then there was one she was a, a basketball coach I can't think of her name but like I, I love stuff like that because in those don't happen all the time. That's like once a season because you can talk to females about this and give them advice because if you're not helping anyone else out, like we, we need to all lift each other higher in a sense where I want to help someone out who's looking to get into this industry and tell you what to do, what not to do, you know, what advice I have learned along the way. It's all about just helping everyone out. There's enough room for everyone. So that's why, especially like it's nice to talk to younger females or like I said, when I talk to Maris high school, the students just try to be like open and honest with them, but give them advice, you know, don't mm-hmm. say like, Oh, you shouldn't choose this career because of this and that. Like, like I always say like writing is so important and that will literally lead you to any job you want. But I don't feel like people, you know, understand that people that are on TV or reporters, like they're writing their own stuff. Yeah. You know, they have producers look over it or whatnot, but you have to know what you're talking about. You have to be witty. You have to be on the ball. So going back to the whole thing of, yeah, it's not glamorous, but if you want to do it, you can do it. You just have to work hard, stay the course. And I do feel like there's so many younger people right now, the younger generation that they're not shy to do certain things because of say TikTok or, you know, throwing stuff on Instagram where they're just more open to it. They're like, this is me. This is what I got for you. Yeah. No, I totally that, you know, will help too. It's, the next group that comes around. Yeah, they're, I think they're definitely pushing the envelope of, um, they're just pushing the envelope yeah. in like a really good way where like it's, it's um, they've helped me push myself as like someone right. who's doing this. Cause I'm like, I like to think I'm a little, I mean, I know I'm out there. Like, there's no yeah. question about that, but I'm like, they make me do it in a way where I want to make sure that like, I'm still being engaging and like thinking of like my listeners first and foremost and like what they want, you know? And I think when you put that first, um, the rest just kind of comes in a weird way. Cause you're not just talking for yourself. You're talking for the people who are listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. We're all for the people. For for the people. (laughs) For the people. Okay. So uh, like you said, you love meeting people and I love meeting people too. And I had uh, a woman say to me once, um, people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. I like that. And that has stuck with me forever. Um, season, okay. a reason, or a lifetime. And it's always a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Yeah. Can you share the small blessing you received from a recent encounter you've had with someone you've met? Yeah, it's honestly so small, but like one of the things that kind of came at a good time. So I was recently flying back from California packed flight California to Chicago and I'm sitting just like in between these two guys and it's like awkward enough when you're in the middle seat but they were like very nice and four hour flight so like the whole time we were just talking like they were talking they're picking their fantasy team that day I was explaining what I do for work and it was like a very enjoyable plane ride like I kind of didn't want to get off I was like this is fun these guys are great so I just was having like a really upcoming stressful week Um, I was moving out of my house to an apartment with my sister and just for some reason that week, like everything was overwhelming me. I had an upcoming audition. 
that I felt like okay about it and feel like super confident in it. So it was just one, again, like, you know, some days are great. Some days are, you know, you just have anxiety. And I, yeah. I hate using that word when I don't have true anxiety, but I feel like as you get older, like everything just, you have anxiety about. Mm-hmm. So I was just like explaining, like, yeah, like I'm moving. I just, I like don't know how to even like pack all my stuff. Like I have all these clothes, I have all this furniture. And they were like, oh, so we own a packaging company. And I was like, no way. And they were like, we'll send you all the stuff. So again, like this is so small, but I was just nice to them. They were nice to me. They sent me all these boxes and saved me probably hundreds of dollars. And I've never moved like that before. So it was like overwhelming as it is, you have all of your things. So I get all these, like, I, they're like, oh, we'll ship it out in two days. So they send me hundreds worth of dollars of boxes. And again, it's literally just boxes, but it was one of those things. Where I was like, that was just so nice. Like I would do that for someone else. And I want to like pay that forward, whatever it may be. Um, just like little things like that. And another plane story, and it's actually related to my sister. My sister used to work at United Airlines and we were flying on a very small plane to like Dayton, Ohio to catch another flight. And uh, the lady, we were just talking about like luggages and how like they never fit in the compartments. And the oh, lady yeah. was like, oh, I, I, own like I'm a public relations manager for um I think it was like the away luggage like something fabulous and she's like I'll send you a luggage just like little things like that and you're like that just made a difference you know just in your day or like the guy sent me boxes like I didn't have to go to Home Depot and stress about what sizes to get so like it made my week better and that those are just like two small stories but I, I feel like I do come across so many great people who it is nice when people want to you know give something to you, whether it is materialistic or just great advice. And Uh I think it's nice to, of course, like always just give it back. Yeah. And I think, um, the good people are always there, right? Like they're always surrounding you. And sometimes the good doesn't always get, um, you know, it's not always flashing on on screen or on the billboard or on the marquee sign or whatever. But if you, um, take the time to like, look around. Like you said, they're sitting right next to you. You just have to- They really couldn't have been closer. I was like basically on their laps. You're so close sitting on a plane. (laughs) It's true. You just, you just got to talk. And honestly, like it's, it's beautiful to see um, those, like how, like a small moment like that, like was such a de-stressor for you and made your week that much easier. So it's like, honestly, you just, you don't know like who you're going to help. You really right. don't like what someone's going through. You like, you, you never know with something like that. So, um, I mean, even like I've been in a line where it's the pay the forward coffee thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this also happened somewhat recently. And I was with my sister and the lady was like, oh, they, they just paid for you. And I was like, no way. I was like, that is so kind. And it's literally coffee, but it's just little things like that that can just make a world of a difference make the world of a difference. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. And then we're going to go into some rapid fire questions. Uh, have you ever seen the movie soul? Yes. The Pixar one. Yes. The Pixar one. Yes. yes. So there was this beautiful scene, um, in soul. Cause you know, he's, he's trying to get to this uh, without giving it away. He's trying to accomplish something really big. The main character mm-hmm. he realizes, you know, that it's not the big moments. It's mm-hmm. the little moments. It's, yeah. it's, it's the little things in life that they're happening. And you don't realize like 
that they're the big things. And I know it's like right. such a corny cliche line, but I love corny cliche lines because there's a reason they're corny and cliche. I love it. I love them. I love it. Um, in, in recent moments or, or, you know, months, what has been a small moment that has been so significant for you? Like looking back. Um, I feel like there's been like so many different things and going off of what I was saying about moving, like it was a whole, I don't know. I was like so emotional about it, even though it was like, it's always been my dream to live downtown. And then I'm living downtown and I'm like, oh, I kind of like, I liked home. I liked the suburbs, like just like little things like that. So like when my mom was helping us move in, she's like so fun and goofy and me and my sister are best friends with her. And we like bought this big entertainment, um, like table to put our TV on. Mm-hmm. It was like huge when we got here. I'm like, oh my God, is this gonna fit? And she like laid down on the floor. She was like, I'm five, six. So she's like, it's this many inches. She's like, yeah, I'll fit. And I don't know, it was just like so funny. It just so her. And like, I just remember her like being out there in the apartment measuring to make sure it fit. It fits perfectly. So like little things like that. Um, I don't know, like, especially during the pandemic, like you, we couldn't go out, especially here in Chicago. So like, yeah. I was all into like Scrabble and I was like, this is like, we were just sitting on the floor playing Scrabble, like little moments like that. Just sometimes just stick out more than say the graduations and, you know, weddings are fun to go to and I'm not married, but like, you know, it's all those things are so fabulous and so great, but I don't take for granted any of the small moments, even just any like White Sox game I've worked. Like it could be a meaningless game in 2015 and I still... I'm appreciative of being there and just enjoying the people around me, enjoying the fact that I have a job at a place that I love. So talking with you, this is, this is a moment where, you know, I, this is so fun and enjoyable for me and you're so lovely. And this is a smaller moment, you know, in the grand scheme of life. So just things like this that I try to hold on to more than not instead of big moments, it's just nice to add them all up. Like you're saying from the movie soul. Mm-hmm. It's so true. All right. Let's uh, do a quick cheers to, okay. to that. And then we're going to have, I have so many uh, beverages. So we'll cheers with both. I'll grab, I'll grab all of mine too. <laughs> I wish there was some alcohol in it, but maybe later. I know. Well, I actually bought wine cause I didn't know if you were going to come over or whatever. So I bought a box of wine. So now I just have to drink it. Well, and we, I'm can, also- we can drink it during if there's an, when there's an away playoff game, we'll, we'll drink it when there's an away playoff game. Yeah. I also have so much liquor underneath me right now. It's like, also, before I forget, we have a mutual friend in common that I didn't know about. Is it, are we talking about miss? Oh my God. Miss Morgan Howard is the absolute best. I love Morgan. She talked about like, like small moments. We were at a wedding recently and I don't know what hairspray I used that day, but it was like raining outside and it made all my hair was like in knots. It was the weirdest thing. And Morgan went in the bathroom with me and helped fix my hair for like 15 minutes. It was one of those like, what are the girls doing in the bathroom for so long? We're doing stuff like that and talking and drinking. So like, it's literally Morgan. She had this like amazing like comb. I don't know what it was. And she's like picking out like I'm like a little dog. I was like, Morgan. I love you. I'm like not even surprised by that statement like <laughs> whatsoever because Morgan is the absolute best and I'm actually trying to get her on here. I'm like oh. I I'm like I know your initial reaction is going to be no, but we I'll had get, a, I'll I'll tell her. It, put a little put a little pep in her yeah. step cuz I was like yeah. I know your initial response is no, 
but we had a great conversation. We were hanging out on Saturday and it just like totally sparked something to me. And I was like, I think you would be great for this. I'm like, I don't want an answer now. Cause I know your initial yeah. answer is no. I want you to think Get about it. Drinks in her, I'll sit her down it. and just yeah. put the microphone in front of her and be like, we're actually just going to do this right now. And then I'm not even going to be able to talk, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay. Um, random, ridiculous, rapid fire questions. There is no shot clock. I ask you not to think about it too long, but if you think about it, that's totally fine. Okay. Okay. Your proudest drunk moment. Oh my God. Proudest drunk moment. (laughs) I have so many drunk moments and I can't think of a proud one. Um, what's that is, I, really when I, I'll, I don't have a specific one, but when I drink, I'm like, I'm that like happy drunk. I don't like throw up. I don't pass out. I'm like, let's continue on the night. Um, I don't know. I was in Vegas recently and I was there for one night and like, I just learned how to play blackjack and I was kind of good at it, but I also had like so many beverages. So maybe I didn't, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought, but I was on cloud nine. I was like, this is so fun. So I guess that was, that would be a recent drunk proud moment. Learning how to play blackjack in Vegas. So many drinks deep. I was so hungover on the plane the next day, but it was so worth it. And so I actually it. woke up with like some money. So it was fine. There you go. You're, yeah. you're leaving, you're leaving Vegas. A new addiction. Oh uh, yeah. Your new addiction is gambling. My new addiction <laughs> is bourbon. So Oh, wow. Okay. I have not touched that yet. <laughs> oh God. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Okay. Uh, which White Sox player has surprised you the most this season? Oh, well, in the beginning it was your Mercedes and then he just was a disappointment. So that was fun for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, Dylan Cease, I feel like has found his stride mm. in terms of the past two, two and a half, three years it seemed like he would go to the mound and he was like second guessing everything. Mm-hmm. And now he seems very confident and in his groove and White Sox for the past few years, like it's always been a struggle with pitching. I think that yeah. was like, what, what's going to happen today on the mound. So it's nice to have this strong rotation. I feel like he's really helped us out to get those 93 wins. Yeah. So he's when I, and I've interviewed him before when I do the Sox TV um, he's so strategic about all of his answers and they're not even targeting questions. It's like, what's your favorite Christmas cookie? And he like has to think about it. And I just know that that's like how his mind works when he's pitching too. So it's, he's one that I, I enjoy watching and like, he's a great guy. So it's the pitchers. I'm telling you, there's something, I was just talking to my dad about this, how there's something so poetic about pitching. And it's the, it's the closest thing I think we have to like legitimate art. Like, and it's, and if you, and again, like, I think if you understand it, you're like, and and, and the angels singing, you hear like Michelangelo, like playing the, like everything in the background. And it's just so beautiful. And there's something I'm like, I just want to know how a pitcher's mind works. Mm -hmm. So I'm so fascinated by it. Okay. Um, for the playoffs, who is your dark horse on the team? Oh my God. These are all great questions, Jenna. Um, I want to say Gavin Sheets just because he's been doing great moments mm-hmm. in times when needed. The obvious answers are going to be like Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson. Like those are all the stars that we're expecting mm-hmm. to see great things from. Right. I'm going to go with Gavin Sheets because I feel like he's he just has it in him. 
I can see it, it. Like you, like we were saying earlier in the playoffs, it, it's always like the unexpected people. You're like, oh, okay. That came out of literally left field. The, the Jeff Blums <laughs> of the world. Yes. Seriously. He's actually, he's going to be, he's on the Houston broadcast now. Ooh. Yeah. So isn't that ironic? So he'll be doing, I believe he's doing the game. This It's on FS1 on Thursday. So I believe he's calling the game and it's against the White Sox. It's that- just so ironic too that it's Houston White Sox and obviously when when we won Houston was Houston was the we- team yeah um and here we are again and I can't I, there's always teams that like I after they come in town and the fan base they're kind of a team I can't stand now I never really was bothered by them before and now I just can't stand them I <laughs> used them, to- Tigers Yankees. Oh, Yankees yeah Yankees yeah I used to feel that way about Cleveland once upon yeah. a time now I'm just like, it's Cleveland. No, it's just Cleveland. It's just no, Cleveland. What, what did uh, Joe Kimnoa say? He's like, no, no one says I'm going to vacation to Cleveland. Yeah. With his head bobbing like this too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I love that man. Um, okay. When you are out, what is your drink of choice? Love a good Tito's. If I'm feeling really like I want to spend some money, Grey Goose with soda and I do lemon. Mm. I don't really do lime. Lemon. I like a lemon. Okay. I also dealing with some taste bud issues from COVID. So that's, it's a go-to drink. So that's something you can taste is the Tito's and soda. With yeah. If it's lemon. like just clear, bland, um, there's a fly in my room. I was I like, what is that? A fly where, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm on the 27th floor here. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I'm a vodka girl. Okay. But I don't discriminate against pretty much any other beverage, but if I'm getting, if I'm ordering from you, I want to want Tito soda with a lemon. You got it. All right. I'll have that ready for you when you come in. Um, who is your favorite White Sox player of all time? I love Ozzie Guillen and I was not around when he was a player, but also obviously he was a manager in 05. Mm-hmm. I love watching him on the broadcast. I've interviewed him before. I like just can't not laugh when I'm talking to him and I, I barely understand some things here and there. I just love that he's so raw and open and just he's knowledgeable too so yeah. you know he's funny he knows his shit mm-hmm. i love ozzy Gian. um if i were to say a current player i really like dallas keichel and i wish he was doing better as a really pitcher the other day was really bad but maybe maybe he will be the dark horse this season i don't know he's you know he's been in the world series so so maybe, part- it'll, maybe it'll spark some interest back in him Part of me thinks he might just figure it the fuck out. Yes. And I can't tell if it's because I want him to, or if he's just actually going we to. Want him to. We, yeah. we see the potential. We see the potential. It's there. It. It's yep. there. Okay. What is the best food at the ballpark in your opinion? There's it's so, so hard. I, I tell people all the time. I'm like, I don't care if you don't like baseball, if you don't like the White Sox, come to guaranteed right field because our food is literally out of this park it's yeah. it's unreal i love the elotes so good and you just get all the toppings with it mm-hmm. um i've been really big into the bratwurst with sauerkraut this year Ooh. so i'm all about that um i would say their sandwiches are insane and i don't feel like people know enough about those but i don't feel like you're going to go to a baseball game and eat a sandwich but they like put like this much turkey if you're getting a turkey sandwich so you get a lot of bang for your buck. So my, I say to every person I meet, go, do not eat before the game, go yeah, to the no. game, go to right field, go to the Xfinity lounge. 
and get the corned beef sandwich. It's oh, corned beef this high on marble rye yes, bread with a jalapeno mayo and a jalapeno yes. coleslaw. You will thank me when you're done. <laughs> That's that same stand. Yeah, those sandwiches are insane. They're so insane and they're I so I think good. they're like, like $12, 13, whatever, but like that's just ballpark prices to begin with. But it's worth it. You get the pickle. It's the pickle. It's the pickle. It's the pickle. Also another area that I've recently really discovered this year that has like the best food is the Revolution Brewing Sack Social Tap Room. I gotta say the whole name. It is all the way in left field. If you take like the stairs up by 157. Yeah. And they have great drinks. Obviously they have like all craft beer, like so many, I think there's like over 50 craft beer options. Oh, wow. You had hard liquor. And then they have like a rotating menu where it's different every game and it's all very unique. It's not anything that you can find on a kind place. That's so interesting. That's a hidden place. And I don't feel like people know enough about it, but it's, there's like a rain delay or the weather's crappy out. I always am like, go up to 157, go to the Revolution Brewing Tap Room. It's fabulous up there. Maybe I'll do that on Sunday before. Like, I'm obviously going to get my corned beef sandwich because I've been yes. dreaming about it, but yes. maybe I'll go up there and get a little appetizer. Yeah. Where are your seats at? I guess you don't have to say the exact seats, but what? Uh, oh, those are good. Yeah, I know. I got a guy. So got a guy. I'm like, I'm like, give me that. Actually, as that is my next question, what is the craziest Chicago guy you got? Because there is nothing, I, I I just, I can't explain it, but we always got guys. I got the mm. weird guy. I now got a ticket guy. I got a detox guy. I got a Amazon fire stick jailbreaking guy. And I got a meat guy. I need this guy. Which guy? The detox guy. Oh, I got the detox guy. I got the detox guy. Um... Oh my God. I, I do have a, a good hookup with uh, some tickets. Hence how I got to go to Field of Dreams. That's a good guy. That was one of those where they're like, you're a White Sox fan. Do you want to go to Field of Dreams? Can you get yourself down to Dyersville, Iowa? I can be there. I'll figure it out. I can be there. <laughs> Need a ticket guy. It, people think all the time, just because I work at White Sox, like I can get them tickets or get amazing tickets. It almost works against me. Like I can't, it's not one of those things where I'm like, yeah, let me just get you all tickets. I have the the amount of people that message me that I don't even know, especially now. They're like, hey, can you get us these tickets for game three? Oh yeah, let me just pull it out of my drawer. People, people are sad. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I really wish I could, but then Jerry Reinsdorf would be making no money. That is true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the kindest thing a stranger has done for you? I feel like we've said a lot, but yeah the kindest oh my god I should have thought about all these before I know you didn't tell me them but uh, kindest thing Jenna you're throwing me for a loop here I'm really trying to think of like all these moments I don't know there's like just so many people especially at White Sox that are like it's literally just like words but like especially this last game was fan appreciation day so many people just came up to me and they were like thank you for all you do like thank you for always enjoying being here like we, we see it on the screen and mm. like we're happy you're here hope you make it big so like again those are just words but it means so much opposed to sometimes something that's materialistic I gotta think about the, the materialistic one though because I feel like it kind of tells you the one story but I know there's probably some random one out there words are powerful and sometimes yeah. when people say things to you it just hits according you that you can't yeah. explain and you're like I needed to hear that today yeah it just it, it means more yeah Absolutely. What is the best piece of advice someone has given you? 
When I interned at Fox 32, I worked under Lou Canales. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been around for a while. He does, you know, all bear stuff. He's on at 9 p.m. And I remember I like worked some, I worked a bears game with him. And I don't even think I necessarily asked like what advice. I think he just looked at me and was like, always be prepared, always breathe and always have fun. And those are like three very simple things. But sometimes when I do things, it is, you do forget to breathe. Like if, if I'm about to talk on camera in front of 40,000 people and I have all these scripts memorized, I'm like, I don't think I really have been breathing. So I got the prepared down, I'm like, gotta breathe. And really just having fun because if you're having fun, regardless of if you're doing anything, if you're at the bar, if you're at a game, if you're reporting on, I guess something only good, but mm-hmm. it, it helps if you can see someone that is enjoying what they're doing because- it makes you enjoy that moment as well. I totally agree with that. Okay, who should my next guest be? Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, you heard it. Morgan, you're off the back. You can talk about your, you guys can talk about her Instagram polls. I know, right? She got the best polls. Um, okay, Morgan, and I always give my girl a shout out because I went to Iowa with her. Chicago girl, Annie Constable. Oh, I love her. her on yet. I have not had Annie on yet. Um, When we go out, we, last time we were, um, we just were going out for pizza and I don't even know if we ate pizza. We spent so much money on so many drinks because we were, we talked the whole time. mm -hmm. She's one of those people like how Morgan is like, literally all you do is talk. Like, I don't think we came up for it. And she's so inspirational. So nice. So to the point. She would be a great guest. She would be a great guest. Um, I I love her energy. I love her vibe. I love her just like, like, I love her. I don't even know how to phrase it, but it's like, she calls people out who need to be called out. Yeah. Yes. And there's just something so like fucking beautiful about that. Yep. And she pretty much, while she's been at the Sun Times, she created the whole, you know, beat for her in terms of covering um, the Chicago Red Stars and Chicago Sky, because that was not going back to like not being welcoming enough Mm -hmm. in Chicago. She was like, there's no one covering these games. She's like, I'm going to cover these games. And they're like, okay. And now she's killing it. And now she's killing it. And now they're like up there as the two, as like some of the best teams in the city, you know, like, so it's, it's incredible to see the work that she's done and like, Just, yeah, we'll have to, she's actually been on my list. So I'll definitely reach out to her. Yeah, for sure. Um, What will be the first thing you will do when the White Sox win the World Series? Cry a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Go go to the store and buy all the merchandise, just the hats, the hoodies, the shirts. Like I I can't even like think that far in advance because I try to like not hype myself up too much, but Right. That would just simply be like one of the best days. I feel like just for so many people and all like the people that work at White Sox are so great. The, the organization is so fabulous. So just for those people too, they work from nine to five there and then they have to work the game. Like they're deserving. Yeah. Like everyone that's a Sox fan, we are deserving of this. Um, I don't know. I feel like I would just like not want to stop going out. Yeah. So it's like you'll sleep when you're part dead. Part of our, just enjoy all of it. Just bar hopping, yeah. bar hopping. Like, I'm kind of nervous now all of a sudden for this week talking about it. It's We, we got it. Okay, uh, three more questions. Yeah. What was your embarrassing AOL email? Um, we all had a really ridiculous yeah. one. 
so I was in cheerleading. So I did a lot of like gymnastics and tumbling. So it was I, lowercase flip for you. Mm -hmm. That was my first one. I flipped for you. I don't know why I was trying to do play on words or like, am I being flirty too? I guess. <laughs> uh, that's better than mine. Mine was stretch Magoo 1192. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I've been the same height since I was in fourth grade. I'm five, seven. So I've, I, everyone thought I was, so my friend's dad would always be like, what's up stretch. And it just, stuck. It, it, it stuck with him stuck for a short period. So at the time it was stretch Magoo. And now she, I don't, it's, that's so funny. I would love to pull up like old, like instant messages. Oh my God. I can't even imagine when he made the away messages. I remember being so into that. Oh my God. My away message was, I had always something to do with Elvis. Yeah. Really? You probably love Elvis night then. Oh, Elvis night is, that is my like earliest memory of being a White Sox fan is Elvis night because I wanted a like poodle skirt and I wore a poodle (laughs) skirt to the ballpark. I love that. You see, I hope you have a picture of that. Oh, I do. I'll find it and send it to you because it's like okay. super embarrassing. But like, I just remember Elvis playing. And then before, yeah. like where the uh, Modelo section was, you were yeah. able to like stand in that. And I was just dancing. I just, I was oh, just. My, that game never... is so crazy. People yeah. are legit obsessed with it. Elvis, it's so fun. It's so much fun. You love, I love the flying Elvi. I love the singing uh-huh. Elvises. I love the firework night. I love I that love- you know the verbiage of Elvi too. Oh, Elvi, flying Elvi. It's always a flying Elvi. <laughs> <laughs> always. Okay. Uh, what have you learned the most about yourself uh, since the pandemic? I've, I ask everyone this question. And I think this question still applies, even though we're almost two years out. Um, that I love to be social and I had the hardest time with just staying in. Like, I was like, there's no way I could, I just have to sit here. Like, I was like, no, I, we, we need to meet people, go out, enjoy life. I, I just, it was like, it sucked the life out of everyone. It was just, none of that was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I just realized, oh, I really like to be a people person and enjoy being out. Like, I love being home. Like I'm the total homebody. Mm-hmm. No one should be at home for that long. Yeah, it was, it was like, I like to be out. It was a long time. It was a very yeah. long time. Yes. Okay. Last question. Fill in the blank. Alyssa Bergamini is what? A worry wart. <laughs> All of a sudden, the older I'm getting, I worry about everything. My mom is like, stop. You have nothing to worry about. You're young. You got it going for you. She's like, there's literally nothing to worry about. I'm a worry wart all of a sudden. So we're going to get, you know, maybe resolution. New Year's is coming up. Got to get rid of that name. <laughs> Got to get rid of that name. Okay. All right. Uh, if you will raise one of your glasses with me. One of my beverages. One of your beverages with me. Um, and we're going to cheers to enjoying the small moments because the small yeah. moments are actually the big moments. I love that. Cheers, Thanks, honey. Jenna. Here's the best. Thank you. Cheers to us enjoying a White Sox beverage, too. Oh, a beautiful beverage. I cannot wait. Alrighty then, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy that. I hope you took a little bit of something from that. I hope you're like really excited for the postseason right now as much as I am. I can't wait. I'm so excited about it. I'm hoping and I'm manifesting uh, a White Sox winner and a world championship, if I'm being really honest with you. Okay, guys, so I said before the conversation I had with Alyssa to stay till the end because I wanted to share a recent discovery I had that I think would help you. And this is that kind of recent discovery. I saw someone 
posted and it just really resonated with me. And it kind of led me to go down my own, um, I call them like falling down the rabbit hole of like my thoughts and like figuring things out and going within. And that is you can't give your energy to the present if you're putting that energy in the past. I'm going to say that again. You can't give your energy to the present if you're putting that energy in the past. I think as human beings, we like to be nostalgic. We like looking back. I don't think there's anything wrong with looking back and smiling, looking back and laughing, even if it means looking back and crying, reminiscing, whatever. But you can't stay there. You can't keep fixating on being back there because if you're always back there, you can't be here and you need to be here in the moment right now with everything that's happening around you. You need your mind to be present to what is happening in this very moment. Imagine the, pr- the past is kind of like a photo album that you're flipping through, okay? It's okay to flip through it. Don't fixate though on the one page. Keep flipping and keep moving forward, okay? And when you stay present, guys, and when you stay present in every single moment that you have in life, that's when you live. And that's when you can really appreciate those those smaller moments that Alyssa and I were talking about earlier, those small moments that actually end up being the most beautiful moments. You can only do that if you stay present. If you keep fixating on the past, you can't do that. And you're going to miss those beautiful moments. So stay present. Okay. Stay present. And lastly, guys, I am manifesting a White Sox sweep against Houston right now. So putting all my energy into that. Obviously, there is literally no fucking control I have over that because I'm not playing and I have no control over that. Who knows? Maybe they do well. Okay. All right. So guys, hopefully by the time you listen to this, the White Sox have either won game one, they've swept Houston, or we've somehow won and we're on to the next round. But guys, thank you again so much for listening on in and take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.